Um, at this time, I'd like to invite David and Veda up. Um, they got to go to, to Mexico with us this summer, and they're going to share a testimony of the, uh, their experience on the trip to Mexico. And uh, um, we had eight of us had the opportunity to go, and so we want to thank you, all of you, for um, helping us go. We, uh, you know, we're able to fully fund our trip, uh, so it was a blessing to be able to go and uh, and come back and uh, and plan hopefully for future trips. This is uh, David and Veda. Good morning. Um, so yeah, we are not very good at public speaking, so be patient with us. Um, yeah, Brad asked if we wanted to kind of share a little bit about um, the trip that we got to do, that we were able to go along and um, be leaders on a, on a, <laughs> you want me to hold it? <laughs> we were able to go along and be leaders on the missions trip to Mexico uh, this summer, which was, I think, a new experience for both of us to be leaders on a missions trip. So um, one thing that I wanted to talk about, though, uh, to start was just being the sorry uh, just the way that um, one thing that was very impactful to me was the way that Kayla and Jackson sort of are operating their ministry and it was really evident um, from the way they talked about I think Brad mentioned the way that their well came about like the whole process of that how it was very rooted in prayer and like just following along where God was leading and um, one thing that was super obvious was the way that they regarded everything that they had as a gift and a gift that they were just sort of holding on to until they could pass it off to somebody else. Like um, the story of how they ended up getting almost a brand new truck for a really reasonable price and immediately they started using it for ministry. Like just how can we use this to bless other people and to share the gospel. And um, the property that um, they were talking about they own a property now where they're going to be building this orphanage but until the construction process is getting started it's just an empty lot but they're looking at that empty lot and saying how can we glorify God with this so there while we were there we were able to do um, a kids event where we were able to invite a, a bunch of kids from the community out play some games share the gospel and just show them the love of Christ and um and it's just an empty lot, but they were able to use it for the glory of God in a really amazing way. Um, and that's the way that they use their time, the way they use all their resources. It was really encouraging and um, inspirational, I suppose, to me. Um, hi, I'm Veda. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm really nervous. I don't like this. Um, yeah, uh, going on the mission trip was really, like, encouraging for me personally. Um, I had kind of been having, like, a dry season with the Lord, um, still, like, spending time with Him and everything, you know, but just not really feeling the presence um, recently, and um, it was just personally incredibly encouraging and refreshing for me, um, and to just see the, the teens grow, you know, with the Lord, and open up to the Lord more and more, and to be used by Him uh, throughout the week um, was really cool, um, and just to be a part of that, um, and uh, what was I going to say? Um, but yeah, it was definitely, like, personally convicting for me as well, um, just seeing, like, it just reminded me, I think what I've been forgetting was just the joy of serving the Lord and how that really is, like, the the root of our joy, you know, and just serving Him and being a part of His work. Um, and so that was 
super encouraging for me. Um, and I just, it was convicting of how just selfish I've been with my time and my energy in the last few years. Um, and uh, just, yeah, really refreshing to be um, around them. And the, um, yeah, I was very encouraged by, no, it's fine. Um, the, <laughs> the Morales family, the whole Morales family, like just how everything was just rooted in faith and their dependency on the Lord. They brought everything to prayer. Um, and yeah, I just, we don't always do that, you know? So that was um, really inspiring. And um, yeah, we did, what else did you want to share about? You want to share about the children's events? Yeah. So then, um, unless we think of something else we want to say. Um, the, the one thing, too, um, so the whole week that we were there, you know, we were doing certain things. We were painting at one place, and we were doing a kid's ministry, and everything was kind of going well. And then one, we were set to do another children's event at a public school the next day, and that just kind of, through a whole series of events, wasn't able to happen. Um, and we didn't find out until late in the evening, we're all like getting ready to go to bed, we're exhausted, and we're like, oh, okay, it sounds like we're going to have like kind of a day off, maybe we'll find some ministry to do, but we're just going to chill tomorrow, and then, um, and it was kind of a, a bit of a bummer, because we were really excited, you know, it's a public school, and they're allowing us to share the gospel, and then it gets shut down, and um, so then, I think at like two in the morning, or something like that, Jaxan um, remembered or Dr. Gabby remembered, Papa Gabby remembered, <laughs> remembered somebody that they know way up in the hills that worked at a school, and just a public school randomly, and he just remembered, and right when he woke up at like two or three in the morning, he sh shot him a text or gave him a call, and then we wake up uh, to a message that, hey guys, we're leaving early, pack up, we gotta go, and so we go down, get in the van, drive a few hours up into the hills, an hour, okay, it felt like a few hours, and um, <laughs> when, you're on, when you're on the side of a mountain, and there's cliffs, and it kind of feels scary. like, uh, yeah, um, and we just had the most amazing time, like, the Lord was completely blessing everything, like, we only took up one, like, five-gallon construction cooler of water, and a couple spare jugs, because we thought, they'll have water for them, we just need to take our own Turned out they didn't have their own water. So all these kids, um, how many? 60, 60 kids? 60 kids so yeah, 60 kids and all of us and a few of the teachers, and we're all drinking out of this water. And so we prayed over it, and the Lord blessed. Like, we didn't run out of water. We had some, like, fruit juice, Jamaica, and that didn't run out. We ended up having exactly the right amount of tracks and the right amount of can't. Like, the Lord was just like, hey, don't worry. You know, we've, we've, I'm, I'm here, and I'm working in the situation. And, and it was just really amazing, I think, for me at least, and it seemed like it was for all the kids, like all the, the teens that we took on the group, that was when they did the gospel presentation and, and Veda did the invitation to prayer, and we saw like a big response from these kids, and it was just, that was really amazing. The, the way that God was working intimately with the situations that we were in was, was really cool. Yeah, um, the children's event at the school was definitely um, my highlight of the trip. Just um, seeing the Lord provide that opportunity was so cool and just re reminded us all like that 
like he's he's working you know and he is providing and um and it was so cool to see every single one of the teens they each shared a piece of the gospel um that day um and just hearing them you know share what they know about the lord and everything was so cool to just step out in boldness um and share that and yeah there was i was shocked by the response of the kids too and we just pray that you know sticks with them and that they grow with the lord but um yeah and just feeling i think i was saying before like the dry season i was in or whatever like i i felt the presence of the lord like the physical peace um, from him so many times on the trip and especially at the kids event like as the gospel was being shared and um, yeah and praying over the Hamica like so silly but the Lord really did multiply it you know and seeing him show up was so cool um, yeah the trip was such a blessing for both of us and yeah so um, I would say if you know just find the, the teens that went on the trip and bother them enough and they'll tell you probably a hundred more stories that's part of the part of the whole deal is that they have to share too so and if you ever get the opportunity to go down and meet Kayla and Jackson or if they're ever in town definitely make a point to talk to them they're a really amazing couple so thank you guys thank you everyone so much for your support and prayers because we wouldn't have been able to go without you guys We're going to go to this mic. <laughs> um, Technology is great when it works. Uh, so thankful. Uh, just praying that our PowerPoint and our videos would work this morning. So I'm thankful we got through that. Um, I did want to just uh, just show a few pictures uh, from what uh, David and Veda were talking about on the trip. I did write a blog uh, each day, um, and if you want to look up, uh, we can provide you the link uh, to it if you want to read more about our trip. It was nice to kind of go back and and read through it, but this is our team as we left very early in the morning, so it was like uh, 4 o'clock in the morning when we took this picture. Um, And and so then the next slide, we did hear stories of the well, and I thought it would be good just to show the well that they had to pray in faith, uh, asking God to provide water, and he did. In our passage today, we'll be talking a little bit about the fountain of life. Um, And then hearing testimony, this is uh, Gabi, Jackson's father, and hearing his testimony each morning um, for our morning devotional, we heard a testimony um, of what God's doing and um, and just seeing how uh, it worked. It was just wonderful to hear his story. We painted some, uh, and then we, uh, next slide. Uh, and then just got to meet the kids. And like uh, they said, uh, the orphanage property is undeveloped, but we had a, a kids event there. And it was so wonderful to meet these beautiful kids. Next slide. Just seeing um, these are up at the school in the mountain. These kids, um, just really beautiful people, a lot of fun to get to know, and um, just so friendly and engaging and welcoming us. And here, if we stop here for a second, this is where we had the 62 kids. Um, and just... Uh, this was the answer to prayer like the night before we were like disappointed that our plans fell through um, but that God provided an even better plan for us to go out into the village and next slide um, the highlight of the trip for me was seeing the the team members get a chance to share 
uh, to proclaim the good news and to participate in sharing the gospel. And so David's sharing the wordless book, and here each one of them took a page and shared from the wordless book to the children. And, uh, and the, the reason that's one of the highlights for me is because when I was a teenager and I went on a missions trip, I loved working with my hands behind the scenes uh, doing work trips. Um, and I was terrified of being in front of people and talking. And, uh, and it was on a missions trip that guy kind of pushed me out to share my faith for the first time. And I'm standing here today because of a short-term missions trip opportunity to proclaim uh, the goodness of our Lord. And so that was a highlight for me to see each one of them participate in that. Again, um, we did the wordless book and the, and the gospel beads. I'm still wearing mine from our trip. And so we see a few pictures of the kids wearing them. And I, I love this one because we just stopped for a coconut, um, a refreshing coconuts uh, uh, stop on the way home. And uh, one of the team members gave uh, the, the bracelet and the track in Spanish to this little guy, and he just kept reading over it. And was yeah, like every time we look over, he was just going back and forth, reading and reading and reading. And um, just how neat it is that even though we didn't have, uh, couldn't speak the same language as them, we had materials that someone had provided that um, did communicate the story of the gospel and that we get to leave that with them. And so this is our team. We did get to experience a little bit of the culture and the beauty of the land. And, um, but it, we just really want to thank you all for participating in sending us on the trip. <clears throat> and I, yep, that's, well, we decided to stay within our sermon series on Psalms, chapter 36, if you'd like to open with us. And I'm just going to say a word of prayer as you're turning there that it focus our attention in these remaining minutes. Father God, thank you so much um, for the testimony of your faithfulness we have already received this morning through video, uh, through word. Lord, we are thankful that you are uh, the, the king of the universe. You are the Lord of the whole world. Lord, and that your gospel transcends culture, transcends language and time, Lord, that, um, that you are present, Lord, and we're thankful for the, the touch points that we have as a church in Thailand, in the Ukraine, Lord, in Mexico, and here in Akron, Lord, I just thank you, um, Lord, to see the evidence of your work, Lord, I thank you for everyone who came here today, specifically for Reach Sunday, to support global missions, Lord, I pray that um, you would give us hearts of generosity, and that, Lord, you would reward the, our faithfulness to you. Lord, as we turn our attention to your word, I just pray that you give us open hearts and minds to what you would have for us, that your spirit would speak clearly, Lord, and that you would be honored and glorified in all that we do and say. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Before we read Psalm 36, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And it's a good reminder that every time we come to the scripture that the word of God is inspired by God. It is powerful, it is effective, and it is profitable for us to train us, to teach us, to instruct us, uh, that we might be equipped for every good work. And one of the things about global missions is God has called all of us as a church to either go, to send, and to pray, to participate in missions, to participate in spreading his word throughout the world, wherever we go. And it is his word and every bit of his word that is profitable for us. And so with these thoughts in mind, let's read Psalm 36. Transgression speaks to the wicked deep in his heart. 
There is no fear of God before his eyes. For he flatters himself in his own eyes that his iniquity cannot be found out and hated. The words of his mouth are trouble and deceit. He has ceased to act wisely and do good. He plots trouble while on his bed. He sets himself in a way that is not good. He does not reject evil. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like the great deep. Man and beast you save, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. O continue your steadfast love to those who know you, and your righteousness to the upright of heart. Let not the foot of arrogance come upon me, nor the hand of the wicked drive me away. There the evildoers lie fallen. They are thrust down, unable to rise. <clears throat> this will conclude our reading. And as I was look, looking at this, um, why global missions from Psalm 36? Why do we need to participate in global missions? And, and the truth is that it's always been part of God's plan for all the nations to know him and to glorify him. In Genesis 12, 3, the, the promise to Abraham, the covenant says, in you all the families of the world will be blessed through the promise fulfilled to Abraham. And we ultimately know that is in Jesus Christ. In Isaiah 49, 6, God says, I will make you as a light for the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Isaiah 45, 22 says, turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth for I am God and there is no other. That missions, global missions, is something God wants all of us to participate in because it's his desire that every people, every ethnic group, every language can hear the name of Jesus, that they can hear the goodness of God. Um, but we have a problem. The world is lost. In verses 1 through 4, the psalmist is just looking at how depraved the world is. Just looking around. The, this, this passage is not listed to any specific event in David's life. It's just a general reality. He's looking out and saying, the wicked, uh, they're lost. Um, they're deep in their heart. There is no fear of God. And uh, Proverbs 14, 27 says, the, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. And, the, and we also know the Proverbs says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of knowledge. It starts with the proper appreciation that there is a God, that he's real, uh, that he is bigger and other than us, and that uh, we, we have the proper posture. But when there is no fear of God, then the wickedness takes over deep in the heart. It says that he flatters himself in his own eyes that his iniquity cannot be found out and hated. This is deceitful talking to, my, to oneself, saying, no, I, I, I'm good. I'm not, my sin's not bad, and, and convincing ourselves, and we all fall into this struggle of saying my sin's not as bad as somebody else's sin. And, and, uh, and then it's not really that bad, you know, if, and then today's, it's popular to say if it, you know, if it feels good, it can't be wrong, you know, like God just wants me to be happy, and all these other things that people talk about just to, 
to pacify their own guilt and shame. And because they're lying to themselves, they can't see their sin in order to hate his sin. And that's something all of us need to pray is, God, open my eyes to my sin that I might see my sin the way God sees it, that I might hate my sin, that I might repent of my sin and be cleansed and healed of my sin. Uh, but the, the wicked, the world that is lost, they are, they are far from God because they can't even see their own sinfulness. You know, we have people in this world like, uh, that are they're evil and justifying their evil as good, as we see in the Ukraine with the, the war, convincing that this evil destruction is good in their own eyes, and it is wicked and is wrong. And we need to pray that God moves and transforms hearts, right? Um, because someone can take something and convince themselves that it is good and it is actually evil. And their words are deceitful, and they... Even it says he plots trouble while on his bed. Just even in subconscious and dreams, just like thoroughly wicked apart from God, absent of God, there's no fear of God. The world is lost. And why global missions? Because people don't even know what they don't know, right? That's an easy statement to say, but people don't know about God. They don't know about the truth. They don't have someone to go. And we need to go and tell them of the goodness of God. We need to go and tell them of uh, there is an answer, that there is hope. And so the in the, when looking at the world is lost, I, I, when I was reading through this, it just goes one through four, it's just evil, 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 and then it just changes so abruptly, and he goes, um, your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heaven, your faithfulness to the clouds. It's the steadfast love of the Lord. Like, when we look out into the world, and we look at the problem that's amongst us, and we see the sins, we have to, like, change our, our focus from the, the evil, from the sin, and the problem we got to look to the answer. We have to fix our eyes on Jesus the, the, and look at the steadfast love of the Lord. This is the chesed love the, uh, of the Lord, and it's your steadfast Lord, O Yahweh, faithful covenant-keeping God. Your covenant love is faithful. And one translation says, reaches to the skies. And we are here at Reach Sunday. God's steadfast love reaches around the globe. His reach is extended out in inviting people to know him, and uh, and so I, I love that this this picture that he gives us as we just look at the expanse and we look at the skies and we look at the clouds and um, we've been blessed with some wonderful weather lately and just to see God's goodness out there and it is all encompassing and uh, and the faithfulness of God is also a testimony of His mercy. Uh, that he fulfills his promises. He's faithful to his promises, and for him to be faithful to his promises means he has to extend mercy upon us sinners and extend his steadfast love, um, and, and we can trust him that he is a God who saves. It says, and so the, the steadfast love of the Lord is a good uh, reminder that our God is completely other than us. We are wicked and lost. He is good and full of love, and then he is full of abundant grace. <clears throat> In verses 7 to 9, it says, How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. A, a beautiful picture of drawing the, his, the believers close in and protecting them, drawing them in to, to be with them uh, through the deepest and darkest struggles, um, when they feel lonely and afraid that God is there wrapping them in the in the in his wings to be a refuge and a strength. And, uh, and even the picture of um, in, in the desert in Israel, 
You know, it's just a hot, the sun's beating down, and to have this, this sense of the shadow of the wings to provide protection and to provide uh, a, a relief. And that's, that's our God. His abundant grace provides relief. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the rivers of your delight. God delights to give good thanks to his children. God is excited to, to offer his grace, his forgiveness, his blessing to those who turn to him. And it is abundant, um, and, and it just flows for those when we turn to him. And then verse 9, just want to spend a little bit of time with this. It says, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. And if you want to turn with me over to John chapter 1. The fountain of life and the, the light we see, when we, when we think about what God has done and he, what he has promised us, we see this fully in the Son of God, in Jesus Christ himself. And seeing the fulfillment of, of this psalm in the person of Jesus, when it says uh, here in John chapter 1, we'll read a few verses here. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jump down to verse 9. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him, but all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. When we see this, the fountain of life, the light is Jesus Christ, that he has come and entered in this world. And when we think about the fact that the second person of the triune God had entered into our space, became a man to this world to live a perfect, sinless life, to fulfill the law, to go to the cross, to shed his blood for our sins, and take our penalty upon himself, rising from the dead, conquering sin and death, and inviting us into a relationship with him. He did not invite us into a relationship to stay in isolation, but to take his message to the world. The second person of the Trinity came here for the message of God to go globally, to go all throughout, wherever we go, that we speak his name and we tell about his abundant life. But it is with him, knowing him, being in a proper relationship with him, is how we can then see the light, that we can see and understand what his word means and what Jesus uh, came to be, um, and what he came here to tell us about, that his light should shine, and the darkness cannot overcome it. If we flip over to John chapter 4, when Jesus was talking to the Samaritan woman, he said to her in verse uh, 10 of chapter 4, Jesus answered it if, when he asked for, for water. He said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. <clears throat> The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his son and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, 
But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Coming to Jesus and seeing the light, we receive the living waters of God, life, uh, eternal life, and that we'll never go thirsty. Our soul never needs to be thirsty again if we drink from the well that he has given to us. And this is a promise that he has given to us that is found in a right relationship with him, uh, that when we trust him, we become the children of God and find refuge in him, but also he gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the living waters is... Um, the, when we trust in Jesus, the indwelling work of the, the Holy Spirit in our lives is, is what he's talking about here. So if you turn over to John chapter 7, and uh, in verses 37 through 38, just says, um, Jesus says, On the last day of the, the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the spirit whom as yet um, yet the spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified Jesus talking about when he after he he died and was buried he rose again and when he ascended on into heaven he said it's good for you that I go that the Holy Spirit may come and when we come to faith in God the Holy Spirit comes and it's a living water within us the source the fountain of light and life uh, leading us to a proper understanding of who Jesus is and what he's called us to and so we see through Jesus the abundance of God's grace to us, to all who believe. And, uh, and it is uh, being with us the fountain of life, and in his light do we see light. And then lastly, I want to look at the promise for God's people. As, uh, as, a, as David continues his psalm, he says, oh, oh, continue your steadfast love to those who know you and your righteousness for the upright heart. Let not the foot of the arrogance come upon me, nor the hand of the wicked drive me away. There the evildoers lie fallen, they thrust down, unable to rise. As I reflected on this part of this prayer, he's asking, God, give me strength, give me endurance. Don't let me be overcome or overwhelmed by the wicked. Let me stand firm, stand strong. Let me represent you well. And I think this, uh, for us today, uh, God has given us the message, has given us his son, Jesus Christ, has drawn us into a right relationship with him, and he's given us a mission to go into all the world to preach his gospel. And so Matthew 28, 18 through 20, says, and Jesus says, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus says he has all authority. He has all power. He is, and then he says, I am with you. Wherever you go, as you go make disciples, as you go carrying the message to other people that don't be afraid, he is with you. He's the one with the authority. He is the one who is beside you, and he will strengthen you, and he will work through you. And, uh, and I just... I'll, always remember a way of thinking through what it means to have when he says all authority is given to me I'm the youngest in my family and there were times as the youngest child that I would go tell my siblings older siblings that there was time for dinner or they had to do their chores or whatever and most of the time they wouldn't listen to me but there was a phrase that I could say that would get their attention but dad says you need to do this and all of a sudden things changed because I spoke in the authority of my father, not of myself. 
And that's the thing here. Jesus is saying, go and speak on the authority of Jesus, not on yourself. He's not, again, he's not saying you have to be an extraordinary person. You just have to have faith that he is who he says he is, and he will do what he promises to do, and he will speak through you. He will empower you. He will be with you. In Acts 13, 47, it says, For the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And remember, we talked about that. The world is lost. They don't even know how lost they really are. And here it says in verse 48, when the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. And as many were appointed to eternal life, believed, and the word of the Lord was spreading throughout the whole region. There are a whole bunch of desperate people out there who we are convinced ourselves sometimes they don't want to hear from us. What they need to hear from us, and when they hear the gospel, when they hear about Jesus Christ, they too have the opportunity to rejoice and to receive the abundant grace that God's called us on mission to go out and he's promised to be with us and it won't always be easy and we know that going out into all the world doesn't it's not going to be easy there will be times that if you live on mission for God it will get tough there'll be times that some people might reject you you might have to go through some hard times and and the Sobies can testify of having to move and move and move away from danger and evil uh, but we have a promise from God for his people who are being faithful to him. This is after you, in First Peter 5.10, after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. What a blessing that God is with us and he will not allow evil to overcome us. When we are faithful to him and we're faithful to his call, he will lead and guide and direct. And that's what REACH is about. We come together to remind ourselves each year about the importance of global missions and our missionaries who are out there doing it and living it. Um, and it's something that we want to participate, that we, we participate in giving generously so that others are going. But we should always be open. God, are you calling me? God, would you want me to go somewhere? Where would you like me to serve God? And it could be across the street, talking to our neighbor but it also could be across the world when I uh, first sensed the call of God in my life global missions was was an idea I pursued a couple opportunities that just didn't work out but God had also given me a heart for youth ministry and one of the reasons I chose youth ministry to pursue in my life was because I knew I could lead teens on short-term mission trips that their their eyes could be open to the God of the universe that he is a God that's bigger than than just where we live and our comfort zones. And when we get out of the United States and we go to different countries and we see the world, it, it just changes our perspective. And, uh, and it allows us to see that, you know, as I've said before, one of the students said that now I know that God is not just the God of America, that he's the God of the nations. And that's a huge lesson for us to learn. We may not even realize that we have limited God in our own perspective, but missions helps broaden our perspective. And so God may call you to go. God may call you to continue being someone who sends others. I mean, God is definitely calling you to pray for others and to pray for his message, to pray for people, to pray for the gospel, that the glory of God may go throughout the earth, that God, that the, the name of Jesus Christ would be known. And so that would be our prayer. And so I'd like to end the sermon with just uh, where we started with the call to worship. And in First Chronicles 16, it says, um, 
I'm just starting verse 8. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deed among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for today. I thank you for what REACH represents, Lord, and as it is a reminder to us that your steadfast love reaches to the heavens. Lord, may we be a people who continually look to you. Uh, Lord, when we see the sins of this world, the lostness of this world, Lord, that we'll be reminded that you are a God of steadfast love, that you are faithful, that you are just. Lord, that you are bigger than the problems of this world, Lord, and that we would seek your abundant grace for our own lives, that we can be empowered to take your message to the people of this world. Lord, I pray that you give us opportunities throughout even today and in the coming days to to speak your truth to tell others about your goodness about your kindness about your son jesus christ and that we be reminded of of the call that you have for all your your children but lord we also thank you that you are a refuge and that you cover us in the shadow of your wings lord and you promise to be with us so lord as we sing these these words lord may you be glorified in jesus name amen let's stand as we sing